This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Maybe you always pictured yourself cradling your baby at your breast, and maybe that's precisely how it played out for months, even years of blissful breastfeeding. Or maybe you had every intention of going the breastfeeding distance six months, a year, more, but only made it through the first week or two. Maybe your little one wouldn't latch or your supply, it just wasn't up to baby's demand. Maybe your nipples cracked until they bled or maybe your heart just wasn't in it. Your body, your baby, your feeding choice. It sounds reasonable, but is it always that simple? Actually, it's not. For far too many moms I've talked to, 
turning to a bottle for whatever reason, even doctor's orders, turns on the judgment and turns up the stress, the pressure, the guilt. Suddenly, everyone's the parent police, and you're the quote-unquote bad mom. Mm-mm, not on my watch. There is no shame in the feeding game in my book. So today, we are here to help you move past that guilt and move on to the joy. Because ultimately, the very best way to feed your baby is with love. Speaking of moms who struggled with breastfeeding, I'm here with Emma. Hey, Emma. Hi, mom. Hey. You were the little girl who breastfed all of your dolls and your teddy bears when I was breastfeeding Wyatt, your baby Even brother. when I was like 12 years old, if we're going to be honest. Okay, but we're talking about when you were a little girl. And, and you know, when, when it came time to have your own baby, Lennox, you didn't register for anything bottle feeding related. You didn't register even for a pump or bottles. Why would I? I? No, exactly. So that's how sure you were you were going to breastfeed Lennox. But it ended up being a completely different story. So why don't you, you share your story? Okay. So I had Lennox and he was born on time. He was tiny. He was like five pounds, 15 ounces. Yeah. But he was an IVF baby, so I feel like, you know, that's – I think it's more normal for them to be on the smaller side. Yes. Um, but because of that, he was losing weight in the hospital, and, you know, the lactation consultants in the hospital eventually were like, okay, well, okay, he needs to eat something. Um, your milk isn't coming, so let's introduce him to some formula. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. My baby is not having a drop of formula hit his lips. Uh-uh, honey. From a bottle. So- Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So it became this huge deal. And eventually they convinced me. They're like, your baby needs to get nourished. Otherwise, there's going to be some major issues. So I gave in eventually. I um, I remember I was like, mom, is it OK? Is it OK? Can he have formula? Is it OK? Yeah. And you're like, yes, let him have formula. And I feel like in that moment, like it started to unravel because mm-hmm. in my mind, I never was going to let my baby have formula. But I had no choice. So that was when the thread started to come undone. I remember pumping constantly. I would stay up all night pumping. Um, you were a closet. Would, you were a closet I pumper. Would, I know. I would cl- pump in the closet, literally, um, when no one was looking because everyone said, you need to stop pumping. My nipple was hanging by a thread at one point, and I almost lost my nipple. Um I would be pumping blood into the pump and pus. Mm. Um, I had an herbalist come in and put needles behind my ears. I drank a non-alcoholic beer. I had a diet that consisted solely of root vegetables. Mm. I took tons of herbs. I drank teas, which I hate. Look, coffee girl all the way. I've never had tea in my life. But to make milk, I was going to have tea. It was a really hard time. I did cupping. My back was covered in bruises. But That's you know right. what? We live in L.A., so I felt kind of cool. I was like, oh, I'm like a celebrity. I'm cupping. I would walk outside with my cupping all over my back in a tank top. I'm like, yeah, I cupped. So honestly, at that point, it got to where I was bonding with my pump. My pump was my baby. My pump mm-hmm. was constantly on my lap. And my baby wasn't because I, because I didn't make milk. I had the Medela Industrial Strength pump. Mm-hmm. So that that thing, if you know, it's a, it's a big one. It's not tiny. 
So I had someone else holding the baby or if the baby's sleeping and I was pumping. And also, didn't you try the, the supplemental nursing system with the tubes? Oh, well, yeah. I, I did the SNS and that just made me and the baby cry because, mm-hmm. you know, it works great for some people. But for me, you know, I had these massive boobs and these like giant nipples. And yes. then this giant boob was coming towards my like five pound baby's face with like tubes uh. attached to it. And he's like, no. <laughs> And he was hungry. He was hungry. And he was hungry. But yeah, yeah. So he was like, no, I would rather starve than drink out of that damn mm-hmm. SNS. I don't know. It didn't work for me. Um, but it does work for a lot of people. It does. It's actually really great for people who have adopted and want to breastfeed. That's right. So my breastfeeding adventure wasn't that great. What did it take ultimately for you to quit? Um, when I almost lost my nipple for the second time. Yeah. And also when I also was losing my connection to my child, which mm-hmm. I with IVF, you try for that baby. You inject yourself like 30 times a day. I wanted that baby. And then afterwards, I had my baby finally, and yet I was so consumed with producing milk that I kind of You, you were know, disconnected. You were I was disconnected. disconnected and that mm-hmm. was the last thing I wanted. So eventually I was like, you know what? I have to accept this. You can't, you have to cold turkey this because you you can't slow it down. No. You have to go cold turkey. Otherwise, it's just never going to change. And we kind of did an intervention, right? The doctors. Oh, yeah. I, the do- I had us. Doctor. You know what? The biggest one, though, was the lactation consultant. She's like, girlfriend, yeah. stop. No. She's like the biggest breastfeeding advocate in Los Angeles. That's right. She's like, you need to stop. This is not healthy. And she is the one who will tell everybody to breastfeed from the top of a mountain. And she said, you need to stop, Mm -hmm. stop, stop. You say you felt like a failure. One of the most moving things that I heard from you is when you went to your first mommy and me class, which ended up being your last mommy and me class, and, and you left sobbing. Right. I was mad at you because you suggested that I went. I was like, how could you put me through this? I didn't. How? Okay. So it was okay, my but fault, basically. It was your fault. Is, Every, well, you're my mom. <laughs> yes. Um, it was your fault. Um, so it was when Lennox, how old was he? He was like a month or two old or maybe three months. And I went to a mommy and me. I thought, you know, I need to make some girlfriends, you know, mom friends. Yeah, my intentions and were good. Your intentions were good. However, all babies get hungry at that age, like all the time. So everyone whips out their boobs and I'm whipping out a bottle with formula. And I felt like the elephant in the room. I was the one who was having a bottle while everyone's boob was out. Yeah, it was really depressing. It was really sad. And I was like choking back tears the whole entire time. As soon as like they said, okay, class dismissed, I bolted out of there. Yeah. And I got to my car and I started crying and calling you like, how can you put me through this? Yeah. But do you think that they were actually judging or do you feel like maybe you were judging yourself? I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes no, it's hard I mean, to gauge. Mm-hmm. 50-50. I mean, come on, let's be honest. There ain't no one more judgy than a mom. Well, that that's true. So why do you think? Why do you think there's so much judgment and, and shame around breastfeeding? Well, I think a lot of it is that we're all not 100% secure in, how, in what we're doing as moms. Mm-hmm. And I think that like kind of like makes us feel judgment towards other moms who maybe are doing what we'd like to be doing or what we think we should be doing, but we don't have it in us to do. And I mean, that that's part of it. But I also just think that, you know, 
we're just a judgy bunch. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's funny because dads don't judge each other. Only moms they judge don't. each other. They're like high fives. Yeah. A beer. High five. And guess what? They they don't judge themselves. No. They're totally they're like cool with so the way they are. Chill. And so we chill. judge ourselves and that brings out the judgment against other moms. And it's, it's really unfortunate. So we're going to break that cycle right here, right now. Yeah, we are. Break those chains. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm answering the biggest questions you have about breastfeeding shame. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? 
good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, mom, let's break down the biggest questions our listeners have about breastfeeding shame. What's your best advice for a new mom who's listening now, who's struggling with breastfeeding and wondering if she should just give up and throw in the towel? So here's the first thing that this mama's got to know. Breastfeeding is a natural process. Moms and babies have been doing it ever since there were moms and babies, but it's a natural process that doesn't always come naturally, at least not without lots and lots of support. And there are so many obstacles that moms can stumble over along the way. You've got your clogged ducts and your yeast infections and your cracked nipples. And, you know, maybe your baby won't latch, but they don't Mm -hmm. always have to stop breastfeeding in its tracks. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. Not if you have the right lactation support. So here's my advice. If you are not ready to throw in the nursing towel, don't. At least not without getting the support to see if it helps. From a lactation consultant, the La Leche League, WIC, a breastfeeding support group, your pediatrician, even a pediatric dentist if you have a hunch that maybe your baby's got a a lip tie or a tongue tie that's keeping them from latching on properly. And if that support helps, great. And if it doesn't, still great because you tried. And the other thing I think it's really important to keep in mind, breastfeeding is not a binary choice. So lots and lots of moms have the idea that either you breastfeed exclusively or you formula feed exclusively. Either it's all breasts or it's all bottle. And that's just not true. You can actually combine breastfeeding and bottle feeding, breast milk and formula in any combination that ends up working for you. You could begin every feeding with breasts and then top off with a bottle, or you can switch off every other feeding, or you can, and moms are incredulous to hear this, you can mix even a tiny drop of breast milk into a bottle of formula, you know, if that's all the breast milk that you could pump, and the enzymes in the breast milk help your baby digest the formula. So they they actually do mix. You can do the combo. But just as importantly, and I can't emphasize this enough, Emma, you know this, you've got to know your limits and your baby's limits. And you've got to know when it's time to call it quits on breastfeeding. Whenever that time comes, whatever the reason, you know, maybe baby's not getting fed or maybe you're just fed up with the struggle. Just do it. Just do it. And don't look back because then you can look forward. You can look forward to feedings that you actually look forward to instead of dreading, you know, that are fun and and filled with joy and free of pain and stress. So my advice then is just fill up that bottle of formula and get busy without a single ounce of regret. Okay, how can a new mom cope with comments from nurses or lactation consultants in the hospital that can feel like pressure? Is there an effective way to deflect those stressful interactions? Well, look, you know, you know this, Emma, I am a huge supporter 
of breastfeeding support. And I will defend a mom's right to get that support as much as she needs for as long as she needs it. But when breastfeeding support leads to pressure, even policing, whether that's by lactation staff or it's nurses, even doctors, or it could be from friends and family, that's not okay. Support has to be gentle. It has to be respectful. It has to be mindful of a mom's mindset and her personal, physical, and emotional space. And most important, it has to factor in her feelings. And most breastfeeding support that's offered in hospitals is absolutely all of those things. I've seen it in action hundreds of times. But once in a while, once in a while, and even with the best of intentions, because they mean well, it can get overzealous. Sometimes it gets pushy and sometimes it gets judgy. And you're feeling really at your most vulnerable and also your most naked, right? Because you are literally half naked and someone is taking your breast and physically maneuvering and molding your breast into like all kinds of pretzel positions that that may in that moment feel uncomfortable to you or awkward. By all means, take advantage of lactation support in the hospital if you'd like to give breastfeeding your best shot. And then plan on continuing that support as needed once you get out of the hospital, because let's face it, most breastfeeding problems don't come up in the hospital. They come up once you get home and your breasts are, you know, the breasts that ate Manhattan, they're giant, they're engorged, they're painful, and baby can't get a grip. So that's when you're going to need the support the most. But if a nurse or a lactation consultant or anyone in the hospital or outside the hospital, if you'd rather they step away, at least for the moment, tell them, just tell them. It's fine to say nicely or even not so nicely or even better, let someone else send that I was going to say, can daddy do that? Can yeah, daddy do can that? do that. Your doula. I'm not about that life. No, no. And, and you're feeling so vulnerable. It's so much better if someone else sends that message. But if you have made that decision, this wasn't you, Emma, but if you've made that decision already in the hospital, I'm not going to breastfeed for whatever reason. Maybe you can't breastfeed. Don't feel compelled to explain that decision. Just say, I plan to feed my baby with love. I mean, who's going to argue with that? I could not agree more. Preach that. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Preach it, mama. Preach it. Okay. How can a mom handle the pressure from friends, family, mothers, mother-in-laws to breastfeed? Well, I hope I didn't apply that pressure to you, Emma. But, you know, it. I think it starts in pregnancy, right? Like everybody's giving you advice that you didn't ask for and everybody's rubbing your belly without permission. They say it takes a village to raise a child and it does. But for some reason, people take that expression just way too literally, and they see pregnant bellies and babies as some kind of community property, like they're up for grabs. Everybody gets a piece, right? Yeah. And what happens is instead of finding that village of support, which every mom needs, every mom benefits from, it becomes kind of like a pregnancy and parenting police state where everybody and your mother, and your mother-in-law, and those strangers in the park, on the park bench, are telling you what to do and what not to do. And here's the thing. Gotta remember, parenting isn't something that's supposed to be done by committee. Everybody doesn't get a vote. Only parents get a vote, you know, once they've consulted with their pediatrician, of course. 
I'm not talking about your parents. I'm not, I'm not talking about your mother and your mother-in-law. I'm talking about you and your partner. Because your mom, your parents, they they found their way with their, their own babies, and now it's your, your time to find your way with yours. But the fact is, nobody knows what's best for your baby better than you do, right? You know your body best, your baby best, your situation best. And the bottom line is, your breasts, your baby, your business. Why is it anyone's business? Are you breastfeeding? That's like asking how old you are. Like, okay, mind your business. <laughs> People have done that to me, too. Mind your business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, li- I lie, though. Okay. <laughs> How can a mother navigate the guilt of breastfeeding her first child, but not her second? We've all got to remember our mommy mantra. What's our mommy mantra? Let's repeat after me. Every mom is different. Every baby is different. Every breastfeeding journey is different. And some journeys never get off the ground. And that's okay. And some journeys go on forever and ever into the into the preschool years. And that's okay too. And for the same mom, two journeys can be completely different. And that's okay. So first time could be the charm. Second could be the struggle. Or maybe it's the other way around. It does not matter. As long as all of your babies are fed and loved and nurtured and nourished, healthy and safe. It's a good day. And when we come back, it's Help Me Heidi. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for Help Me Heidi, where I'll answer your pressing pregnancy and parenting questions. No holds barred, no filter allowed. TMI, no such thing. We're all moms here, or dads. Chances are, if you have the question, other parents do too. You are not alone. Motherhood is the ultimate sisterhood, and we're here to help a sister out. So Emma, who needs help today? Okay, so this comes from a listener who says, So I've decided to bottle feed after three weeks of trying my hardest to breastfeed my baby. I feel you, girl. Yeah. But I feel so guilty and so worried that he and I won't have the bond that comes from breastfeeding. Help. Aw, Mama, you know I've always got your back. Emma's got your back. But you've also got to have your own back. And right this minute, you've got to give yourself a big, giant, loving, accepting pat on your own back. Like you mean it. First, you got to congratulate yourself on those three weeks of breastfeeding you put in. I cannot say this enough. Any drop of breast milk that makes its way into your baby or colostrum is something to celebrate. Next, you've got to congratulate yourself on making a decision that was yours alone to make in the first place. And that for you is the decision that's right for you and your baby. Because remember this, if it's not right for you, it is not going to be right for your baby. And you've heard the expression, fed is best. And it's absolutely true. Baby's got to eat and eat enough to grow and thrive. Yeah, formula isn't an exact replica of breast milk because nature's still got the the trademark on that secret sauce and it comes at a price. But still, the right kind of formula makes a great substitute for breast milk or, or a supplement to it. But here's how I like to put it. Fed with love is best. The most important ingredient in any feeding is the love. That's what puts the nurture 
in nourishment. Think about it. Breastfeeding builds that mom-baby connection right into the feeding. You can't, as I often point out, prop your breasts and leave the room. Your baby is naturally positioned at precisely the right distance, the one she can see your face best at. To soak up your smiles, gaze back into your adoring eyes, hear your whispers of love. So bottle feed the same way. Open your shirt, cuddle up close, position your baby as you would at your breast. Use feedings as bonding time, which by the way, will be a lot easier to do if you're both relaxed and not stressed out about how much milk you're making or how much your nipples hurt. Take your time too. go slow with the flow and pace the feeding. Pause often as your baby would naturally during breastfeeding. And bottle feeding doesn't have to be fast food. Keep your baby in a more upright position and tilt the bottle only slightly so the milk fills the nipple only gradually. The perks to pace bottle feeding, less gas, less spit up, more time for building that bond. Win, win, win. So here's to feeding your baby with love, no matter how you're filling her tummy. Ooh, baby love, my baby love, I need you, oh how I need you. Thanks for listening. Remember, I'm always here for you. What to expect is always here for you. We're all in this together. For more on what you heard on today's episode, visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast. You can also check out what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, and the what to expect app. And we want to hear from you. Connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at what to expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In my arms, why don't you stay? Need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. 
check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.